I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Now, Veronica Borvilos is, uh, well, she's a total rock star, first of all, uh, but she came to Canada at the age of 14 from the Ukraine. And thanks to her grandmother being a well-renowned surgeon, uh, she was introduced to the healthcare space and fell in love with helping people get healthy. And over the years, she has um, not only built more than one business in related to the healthcare field, but she's kind of become famous for doing planks on Facebook Live. And just recently, um, after much prodding from her audience, and including me, uh, has stepped <laughs> up and offered to help her audience improve their ability to attract and enroll clients and customers, leveraging the power of Facebook Live, or is not for Facebook Live, Instagram and Facebook Stories primarily. So Veronica, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. Thank you. So, and this is this is an awesome interview because um, it's going to be an awesome interview. It's not. It's, it's <laughs> uh, but because, quite transparently, I totally pushed her into this uh, because what she does is so impactful for people, and um, you wouldn't know it when if you see her on social media. But she's kind of shy, <laughs> or at least she's acting shy about this topic. Uh, but, but here's the thing: the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because. The, there's this huge challenge, like, and, and our audience right now is people who want to build and grow sales teams. And one of the biggest challenges with that is coming up with ways to have your brand get out there consistently and generate more leads. And so most brands know they need to be on social media in some form. And we know that the demographic is changing. Uh, Facebook is now apparently us old people are on Facebook and the young people are on Instagram and the younger people are on TikTok. And it doesn't make any sense to me, but I do know it the core piece of marketing that I need to be where my audience is at. And I also mm -hmm. know that Facebook stories and Instagram stories are effectively the 2020 version of a billboard. And when I open my phone in the morning, Facebook is one of the first three apps I go to. And the first thing I do is end up watching stories. And they'll just kind of go through like a PowerPoint presentation. And um, I, that's just where I consume most of my information. And I know I'm not alone. So this is why I think this is so powerful. So uh, before we get into that, first of all, welcome. Um, and <laughs> tell us, and you can be totally transparent, like tell us how you got to, first of all, how you started building this brand around planking and, and how you've gotten so popular on Facebook Live with it. Uh, but then what pushed you <laughs> into doing the stories? Okay, so uh, a little bit more about my story, and then we'll go into that. Yeah. Uh, I am actually, by degree, I'm, I graduated with a business degree, and I worked with uh, an accounting firm for three years until having my son. And after having him, I decided to actually switch my path. So I had a bit of an eye-opening experience, and I ended up going into health and fitness, which has been my passion forever. And uh, through that, because of the passion that I have for health, I actually uh, partnered with a network marketing company that was is, is very hard on health. And that made me so excited about just kind of helping people in that bigger way. And part of the reason why I was excited about the network marketing opportunity is that it actually taught me about the power of social media. Previously, I only used it for 
personal things just to share share pictures with my family, but I never actually considered using it for business. And here it opened so many new opportunities for me because starting building my network marketing company, I saw that if you want to do it high touch, which is obviously very powerful, but at the same time, I have a five-year-old kid at that point, right. and uh, I can't really go to networking events too much. I cannot go to too many meetings. I need to make it work for me. Mm-hmm. And in the long term, I knew that I wanted to have a business where I can be anywhere and work at any time and, and go around my kid's schedule and things like that. So I started learning from other influencers in uh, social media space and the marketing space. And I saw how powerful social media can be. And posts were awesome. But a lot of the times it'll take a while for you to think about the posts because truthfully, your feed is actually your resume. So you won't want to put just random stuff onto your resume. You want to be a little bit more deliberate with it. Whereas the stories is where you can really put your true self out. You can actually like really share yourself with you know, with people. And that's how you truly build a relationship. Because just like Jeremy says, you start off your day going for the stories. You're not going to go scrolling the feed, but you're kind of checking in with the story. So if your face pops up all the time, people start to get to know you and feel like, they know your true self, so they're going to learn how, who you are and actually trust you in that way. So, um, so let me stop you there for just a second because that's a really good segue to a video that I saw when you yeah. were at a, a large event uh, for, you mentioned Organo. So you had an Organo event and you were um, in the middle of uh, the president of the company was doing a presentation to this group and suddenly he started to trip over his words when he saw you and then <laughs> finally stopped in mid-presentation and said, do you do planks on Facebook Live? And that's the level <laughs> that your brand has has helped you get to exposure. And, and there's two components. One, obviously, Facebook Live is awesome. But two, mm-hmm. you repurpose your Facebook Lives and use them in your stories, right? Yep. And, and so, that, so, so if, if he's connected with you at all, um, he either might see it because he follows you or he might see it because he follows um, someone else that's commented on whether it's a Facebook Live or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So it's create created this expanded market where um, I, I mean, I, I could call you organo famous, I guess in this context, uh, but, yep. but it's even more beyond that, right? Cause people all over the place, uh, you had made a post uh, I think a couple weeks ago and said, how would you describe my business? Or there was some mm-hmm. question. Ultimately people were answering like, Hey, you'd probably be planking or you doing the planks. <laughs> and, and, and this was such a big part of it because the brand is so solid. And now your core website is veronicaplanks.com. So yep. <laughs> because, one thing that Veronica does is Veronica Blanks. So exactly. <laughs> um, and side note, in case you guys don't see it in her name listed or you are listening to the podcast, um, it's Veronica with a K. Very mm-hmm. important. Um, so yes. yeah, <laughs> also good for Brandon. <laughs> so, so tell me um, after, so, so this, the leveraging the social media for your own, uh, your own benefit for growing your own business and being able to leverage it in a way that allows you still the flexibility of being a mom working from mm-hmm. home. Um, and you also, you do a few things, right? Like you, you teach classes. Uh, I mean, yes. when we can leave the house, uh, but even when we can't actually, right. You're, you're still, still running some, yeah. some working classes. Yeah. yeah. So um, this gives you the flexibility. So if somebody that's watching is like, man, I wish I could get my brand to show up on these stories and not be really confused. Cause um, it's, it's, I feel like I'm about to age myself cause I was great with technology. And for some reason, Facebook and Instagram stories. I feel like I'm terrified to push the wrong button. 
Because if I go live <laughs> the whole world sees it, and if I'm messing it up, I don't I don't know enough about it to feel good about it. So someone mm. like me, mm-hmm. um, it, it, specifically someone who has a brand that they want to build. Um, yeah. Let, let, let's start with this question. Should my brand be about like the logo, the company, or should it be about me and my face? And like, does there need to be a, a, a person's face attached to the brand? See, the interesting thing is people like people. People like to see who they're working with. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a lot of, <laughs> that's why I find sometimes funny is where I go into someplace, somebody's profile, it's all about the product. But in the end, people don't buy the product, they buy from the person. So you need to attach your face to the brand, especially in your stories. And even if you were to look up big companies like Nike, where we don't know who the main person there is, if you go through their stories, they're going to have a person there who tells their story, how, why, why Nike is so important to them, how it makes them feel. So you bring out an emotion and you bring out the connection through through being a person but it's that much more powerful when it's your own brand and you bring in your own face so people uh, learn to know you so then eventually they will trust you as the expert in the field and they also feel and they, they'll feel like you, they know your essence so they feel like they can reach out to you and you're uh, reachable you they, they can approach you and uh, in the end you don't want to just be all around your business you don't want to be this <laughs> um, Mr. Not Mr. Frog, Dr. Spock, who is only talking about what's logical. Uh, you want to uh, to bring out all the facets of your being. So I always say that the reason why you're posting a story or a post is to either teach somebody. So people come. Uh, I should actually paraphrase that. People come to social media to either learn, to get entertained, to get inspired. To, uh, to feel like part of a community or to contribute to a conversation. So in a way that, so for them to learn, you would give them those tips, that information, and it should not always be you talking about the business that you're an expert in, which obviously you're going to do that as well, but start teaching them about other things that actually make a difference for you. So share about products that you use, share about podcasts that you listen to, share about the favorite books you have so that people are going to come to you and start using you as a resource. Uh, for get entertained, give them something funny, get, give them something true from your life so that they see that it's like, you're not always the guy in a nice suit and in a, in a tie, but <laughs> you're there chasing your dog or you're, uh, or there with your girlfriend and there's, you play just, prank with one another. Well, just to be clear, I always, I sleep in a tie. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk around in a planking shirt. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Let's see the shirt again. To say T Rex hates planks. I love it. See, still on brand with the shirt that you're wearing. See, so (laughs) yeah, I think that's awesome. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no worries. So people also want to be inspired because in the end, no matter where we are in our life, we can be at the top of our game. We still like seeing those inspirational inspirational posts, but. Um, I spoke to you about this, but and you mentioned that a lot of the time our, our people who we serve are people who are just like us, but just a couple of years prior. So think about who you were then. What would make an impact? What would make you feel inspired to do something? Um, also, people want to contribute to a conversation because honestly, a lot of the times we feel like we are not being heard in our everyday life. I, I have an almost seven-year-old, and trust me, half the time I feel like I it does not register. So when you ask people for their opinion on things, they want to contribute to that. And uh, and lastly, they also want to uh, be part of the group. So uh, 
it's funny, but we're kind of like being labeled. Mm -hmm. So I, at some point, this was purely for fun, but it can actually be used for market research. I did um, the stories post where I was like, let's have fun. And I did story after story. Which one's better, Seinfeld or Friends? Coffee or tea? Cats or dogs? And I'm not saying you're going to sell from that. Because, for instance, well, with my company, I go, I, I sell coffees, teas, so so on. I wouldn't message a person and be like, so you like coffee. No, but you kind of, you feel like, okay, I know a little bit more about them. So next time in conversation, if something comes up, I can make a friend's reference. Right. Like, in the end, it's about relationships. Mm, that's awesome. Well, and it's interesting because, like, it was, as we use the cats versus dogs scenario, there really is an identity component to it, right? It's like, <laughs> I consider myself a dog person. I've got two cats and a dog and those cats show up and I know you can't see it, but for the audience here, uh, I've got a little squirt bottle when the cat gets out of line to uh, get the cat <laughs> away from my keyboard. So I don't have a message sent to somebody that does not make any sense. So um, I'm, I'm in the dog camp completely go puppy, go. You are too. Awesome. So, um, and, and so that's huge, right? But th it's really interesting if you're getting people, it's almost like, um, you know, we, we, see all this, like, you know, what Disney princess are you or whatever. Right. And dude, I love the, I mean, not necessarily the Disney princess one, uh, but yeah, I, all the time I'll find myself like, Oh, this is a neat little quiz. Or I think the last one was, what does the next three years of your life look like? I'm like, yeah, let's just see what it does. Right. And we, we, I mean, we know from marketing that this helps engage people. And so if you're asking a question, especially if it's uh, a two option choice, mm -hmm. It's yep. very easy to get engagement that way. So I think that's super smart. And if you're doing it through a story, then it's basically a billboard saying, pick one or the other. And people mm -hmm. are nearly compelled to make a choice unless they're concerned about what's going to happen next. Exactly. And that's why you don't want to always be coming at them with a sales pitch, always talking about your product, your service, and so on. You want to come with them as a person. So that's why people will feel less threatened when you recommend other goods and services that are just helping you that you're not necessarily selling because they're not going to feel like every time you talk to them, it's going to be a sales pitch. So that way they'll be more likely to engage. Gotcha. Awesome. So if you were to, so you gave us some really good key pieces as to why people, uh, pay attention, right? What they what they're looking for when it comes to going on social media, and you said yep. learn uh, to learn to be entertained, to be inspired. Um, I wrote the next one down as to belong to a group. To, to feel like to feel like they belong. So like the the cats versus dogs kind of thing. Or uh, I wrote down. Uh, so for instance, if I were to make a post, uh, look, my kiddo left all of his toys around, and I asked him to put it away, and then he never did. Who else is with me? It's like other moms are going to be there and says, yeah, my kid does that too. And sometimes it's a very powerful thing because uh, another thing I forgot to mention is like people want to know behind the scenes. They want to know the true, true you. And I'm very passionate about sharing the true story. So for instance, I recently shared the story of how my C-section progressed, which was not the greatest experience. Mm -hmm. And I had a girl reach out to me in Messenger who said, thank you so much for sharing your story because the same thing happened to me and I'm having a hard time figuring it out and emotionally settling with it. Mm -hmm. So you will touch a person that way. And trust me, not, not even from a sales perspective, but that person is going to be a really warm audience at that point, because they feel like you really have a very uh, strong connection about a very uh, profound experience in their life. Awesome. No, and I think that's huge, right? Because it's, uh, you know, some people say I always be closing. I say I always be connecting. And I think that that's, that's one of the, the big pieces is um, even if that person is never like, it, you shouldn't go into this saying, 
I want I want this person to buy from me, but mm-hmm. they they could be uh, you know someone that might refer people. They could be just someone that's great to know that is someone that you bond with and you know can can shoot the breeze with. I saw your little your little helper in the background there. Had one by. So so what I want to do really quickly here is can you share. And you kind of already did. So if I'm getting you to repeat that, that, that's fine. But if you were to say like three or four tips for a company that, uh, and I say company, I mean, ultimately we're talking about a person and their individual um, representation of their brand. Like I, my brands are permission to sell on sales team rescue, but ultimately it's my face and I get that. Mm-hmm. So what could someone like me do as a starting point mm-hmm. to to get using my stories effectively. Like, can you give me like three or four tips uh, that would get me on track? Yes. So I, I'll actually give you something else. Those ones, what people come to social media for, keep them in mind while you make when you make your posts. Okay. But a few of the very powerful tips is use video in your stories in both Instagram and, and, uh, and Facebook okay. because the algorithm for both, and I don't know, Many people have heard the word algorithm. It highly skews uh, stories, posts, everything towards video. Video is the, the best way of engaging with people and getting people to actually see your stuff. Uh, the one thing is that, especially if it comes to something that has to do with you positioning yourself as an expert, make sure that you write up, take the extra few minutes to write up the captions of kind of the summary of what you're saying in that little portion. So for instance, on Instagram, it'll cut it into 15 second kind of segments. So for for each one of the segments, have like a little blurb about what exactly you're saying, because especially in Instagram, unless you turn the volume on, people are not hearing you. And a lot of the people are not going to turn on the volume unless they see something that makes catches their attention Mm. for Facebook as well. Because once again, people turn off the volume, you don't know where they are. Um, And and actually it's been shown that 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 does the best for algorithms. More people will actually see it. Uh, Secondly, use tags, use hashtags, use uh, location tags and like, and tags, make sure you tag the businesses and the people. So for instance, if I were, to post that, oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying this amazing book that just came out. I'm going to tag the author. And trust me, a lot of the times, especially if the author is not super duper huge, they will share that into their stories. So now that you have their audience looking at your story, mm-hmm. who knows? And especially if you make that story very catchy, those people might go actually to your profile and check you out. Same for location tags. The location tags will have their own story kind of in place. So then in that way, anybody who goes to that location tag story, they see your stuff. When it comes to hashtags, a little bit trickier. Just because you put a hashtag on your story doesn't mean that it's going to make it to that. But it might, so you might as well trade it. Uh, use polls. And uh, I've talked to you before about this is where, unless it's like cats versus dogs, you don't want to give people an option to say no. They're, they'll say no by scrolling through so if I were to say, hey, would you be interested in doing a planking challenge? I would say, yeah, totally. And then the, the other, um, like for, for the yes, say, yeah, totally. And the, and the other option would be like a strong arm. So you don't give them an option for no. And then you're going to obviously reach out to those people. The only thing um, in terms of polls in Instagram, because people who are not just your audience are going to see your stuff, you're going to get a lot of. Uh, bots responding to your stuff so that's not the best but hey 
uh, it's still worth post a poll. Mm-hmm. But on the uh, for Facebook, it's going to be pretty much your audience who is doing that. But if you have followers, you won't see who, uh, like if a follower voted on it, you wouldn't see who it is. Okay. So that's the only, that's the difference between those. And uh, I like to post the story at least every one to two hours. <laughs> Usually for me, it's a little bit more frequent. But every time you post a story, it's going to move you to the front of that line. And if that person engages with you a lot, your face is going to be right at the front of the line. Mm. So if they constantly see your face, they're more likely to go and check out your stories and consume all of your information. And once again, you're going to have that much more impact on them. So, wow. So, yes, yeah, thank you for that. And so if you're posting every two or three hours, um, yeah. That that seems heavy to me, and I'm sure it does to other people. But um, I, I've heard that when people work with you, you've got this process that makes it really easy, so that they don't have to be pushing the button every two or three hours to make sure something happens. You, people work with you, and and you can help them organize it so that it's not nearly as hands on for them, right? Yes. So, for instance, if I were to work somebody uh, with somebody, there are two options. Uh, first option is I can do it for you. Obviously, so I, I, I am not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not super cheap. I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, in a sense, that it's a little bit more of my involvement, but at the same time, it's kind of off your hands. I would get you to provide the content, but I would be the one who's supervising and curating and actually writing out those, um, little narrations in the bottom and things like that and making it look, uh, in line with your, um, brand. But the other option would be to actually have a, 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 like a, a recurring session about let's plan out your stories for the week, two weeks, three weeks, so on, mm-hmm. so that we are able to pre-make all ahead of time. So then you have them available and you can just kind of load them and so that you, you already have your stuff. You don't have to constantly be thinking about what's the next story I'm going to post. Gotcha. So you make it super simple. I, I create some content first of the month or end of the month or whatever. Um, exactly. ship it off to you with some context and you can either take care of the rest or have somebody on my team that can fill in that gap as well um, to exactly. take care of it. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's very powerful to pre-plan your stories because that way it kind of forces you to plan on what kind of offerings are you going to be doing in the next month, three months or so on. So that you have more strategic marketing around it. I love it. I love it. And you even um, just, was it last month uh, did a planking challenge with like, you know, two or three days of like promotion where you just ask some people if they're ready to go and, and you, you, you had this big group come through and it was just a co- combination of powerful stories and a clear call to action on them. Right. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and a few of them were people I've never met in person. I've only met online. And that was the powerful part about it is that those people were purely social media contacts. Oh, I love it. I love it. Awesome. So I want to jump into our lightning round now. Um, and hopefully I'll get you super nervous about this part. <laughs> Now. Uh, so Veronica, as we know, coffee's for closers. What is your preferred coffee or comparable drink? You know, I like my mushroom coffee. <laughs> I like your my mushroom coffee, yeah. coffee. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. Perfect. Um, what is one book or movie that you would recommend to somebody who's looking to improve their sales? So in terms of sales, actually, the book that was very impactful for me was Never Split the Difference, which is a book on negotiation. So it, in some ways, it makes you rethink the way sales were taught before, the way you were taught to um, engage with pre- people in conversation. Awesome. One that's, uh, that stands out to me, sorry, I'm going to go on for a while. <laughs> for a while. Uh, one that stands out to me was that we've always been um, uh, taught to get the person to yes. Mm-hmm. But that book will make you think about it first before kind of making 
questions that always lead a person to say yes. Love it. I love it. And I'm a big fan of the open-ended questions too, because um, just because somebody's saying yes doesn't mean they're actually engaged in what you want them to be engaged in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, who is someone that's been a mentor in your life? I've had many. Uh, the one that I'm going to mention right now is, uh, you know, this uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. I am into metaphysical stuff and I like how uh, his idea of how your thoughts create reality. So you have to be very on top of what's going on in your noodle. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, and final question of the lightning round. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Cold showers. <laughs> Cold showers. Oh, do you want me to tell you the health benefits? <laughs> I know there are a lot. Oh, I just don't. Uh, I'm, it's a stretch for me. It's a stretch for me, but you're not the only one that said that. So cold shower, shock your system. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Veronica, um, for people that want to reach out to you, is it best just to email you? I've got your email scrolling along the screen right now. It's Veronica at veronicaplanks.com, right? Yes. That's Veronica with a K. Yes, Very that's my Ukrainian K. Ukrainian K. There we go. Veronica Planks. Veronica at Veronica um, mm-hmm. Veronica, thank you so much for for being on Sales Team Rescue. You know, uh, I, the goal today was to help companies and brands really have that exposure on what I consider to be the billboards of 2020, which are Facebook and Instagram stories. So, I appreciate your expertise. I appreciate your help, uh, and I appreciate how awesome mine are going to look once we get things rolling. And uh, guys, for those of you watching and listening, be sure to tune in next week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. for the next episode of Sales Team Rescue. Get the replay of this episode, past episodes, and a link for future episodes at salesteamrescue.com. Guys, get uncomfortable, get results. We'll see you next Wednesday at 2. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 